Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Movie News. Today we're talking about Defenders, Runaways, Inhumans, and uh, we're going to do our spoiler-tastic review of The Guardians. Sit right there and we'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. How serendipitous that we no, just lost. No, we're not there. We're not there. Uh, we're, yeah, not there what, yeah. we're not there yet. What does that yet. mean? Because I want to make sure to give us a spoiler warning. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about it. I just want to make sure to give us a spoiler warning. I don't even know you're talking about All good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie News. This is episode 130 coming to you live from deep inside the core of Ego. Pretty good, right? Yeah. In the 80s, a lot of people were in there. Kurt Russell had a good time. Uh, yes, show, yes he the, did. <laughs> on our show, we tell you all the news from all the studios, why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at youtube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. Also on their website, popcorntalknetwork.com, on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. Also on Facebook.com forward slash Marvel News Show. And guys, you can tweet a link out to our show with a message telling people about the live chat. Our engineer in the booth will retweet you. His name today is... Ronnie. Hey everybody, it's Ronnie. It's Ronnie. So you know we have to we have to name him. So yeah, if a uh, chat room wants to help us name Ronnie, Ronnie our yeah. engineer for oh, today. Oh no, can I give you ammunition? All right. Please, I, please I, I am I am somebody who never ever watches like this Marvel type stuff. So I'm a non comic book guy. Okay. 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 They're gonna make you into a villain, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we've ever, we've had Doom and we've had Hy- Hydra Steve, Hydra Wife. There so it now is. we just need a figure out who uh who Ronnie is so chat room let yeah. us know uh, uh hold up is is matt's mic okay the chat room's saying not so much oh, oh no because it's it not plugged in i think how uh, did you unplug that i don't know we okay we Thanks, did a, we did a we did a mic check and <laughs> it was okay and can now we, it's can we hear me now good okay no there you no, are there we go yeah can you hear me oh there we go all right yeah. Hey. That's Hi, awesome. everybody. 130 episodes in. Yeah. First unplugged mic. First unplugged mic. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. My chest is massive and mighty, apparently. Yes. I guess. So you can uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no one heard any of that. But yes. we've got to move on. We've got a big show. So yes. we're gonna, you know, we're pushing through it. Uh, all right. Thank you for catching that, Alan. Kisler. Sure. Uh, yeah. My name is Matt Key at the Matt Key. We're joined by uh, Markia McCarty at M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Yes. Did I do it right? Um, well, more emphasis on the T, but yes. More emphasis on the T. Let yes. me. I emphasize the T so people do, know not okay. to put an H. Not an mm. oh, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. good to Science. know. Science. <laughs> <laughs> We're also joined by uh, Koi Jandro at C O Y J A N D R E A U. Every time, music matters. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> And uh, if you don't recognize the gentleman next to him, that is... With the fashionable glasses. Very fashionable. Very fashionable. And the clockwork necklace and the Thundercast shirt. Yeah. Uh, We've got Mr. Alan Kistler, the sizzler himself. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. doing great. I was was glad that you hit me up on Facebook. Uh, You were like, I'm right down the street. And I was like, you know what? Come on in. Yeah, I was working working on video game writing. 
Yeah, no, I know. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. That's really exciting. I, I want to talk to you more about that off the air because that's a very exciting endeavor. It is. Can I say how excited I am right now? Like, this is the dream team for us to be talking about what we're talking about today. Uh, for, like, everything. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty, for, for so like much everything. goodness today. There's, there's a, so there's much a lot. Goodness. There's a lot of good. <laughs> there's a little bad, but there's so much good. <laughs> Yeah. I'm oh. intrigued now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you, just wait. You, you, just wait. You, you, you know, know what it is. The sour helps the sweet, man. Yeah. It helps, you, you it helps the contrast. It, it helps the contrast. There, uh, oh, I did. I, it. There it is. There I, uh, it is. Uh, if you know me at all, you know that I try to stay positive. I, I, I try mm. very hard to stay positive, to look at it. There's one story, though, that I just... I can't. I, I'm having yes. a hard, 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 hard time with it. constructive criticism. Yes. You know, you're allowed to... Have your opinion, but also, you know, don't drag people unless they have it coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's jump into it. Uh, thank you for joining us, Mr. Kissler, the the, the dream team himself. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, let's start with The Defenders release their first trailer. They did. Uh, and we are going to watch it and talk about yes. it for a yes. few minutes. You have interrupted a citywide investigation. Ooh, I wonder who that could be. I love you stole evidence from my crime scene. I love that we get to see Misty Knight and Jessica Jones. And you got my one this already uh, passes the Bechdel test. Three seconds oh, into it. There it is. But and did you see with the Jessica files? Jones. I believe that she has each of their files. Who the hell are you? My name is Matthew Murdoch. I'm your attorney. Now this this intrigues me because how do how does he know she's there? How does he know to help her? Like how does being Harlem's hero how? allow you to live an actual life? Also here? shaping the show with all the introductions of characters meeting is such a fun way to show the trailer. Like the yeah. moment you're waiting for that Avengers lineup and it's just the two minutes of your trailer. Like you just yeah. dive into it. <laughs> Who what were you, you saying, Marquia? Who are you? Oh, I was saying that, um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How come you can't I also think that opening it with that, like, same 90s Ooh. twang Nirvana, like, as the yeah. teaser is a really great call. Just... I love that what? we mimicked the, the shot in Luke Cage. Yeah, the, the, the Luke Cage shot yes. where someone broke their fist on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I love that Stick gives no respect to Danny here. None. Yeah. yeah, he calls him like a little boy or something. Like yeah. the, the I, I know what I was going to say. Like with um, Claire talking to Luke Cage, you can even feel like the seeds of uh, them separating with what she was saying. Yeah. yeah. And I like that it feels like a Netflix show. It doesn't feel like either, any of their shows. It feels like a new thing. Like the tone yeah. of the show feels yes. different, but all of them feel like themselves. Does that make sense? Like, And the budget's clearly higher. That one shot looked like more expensive than all of Daredevil. Yeah, and then oh, Sigourney. Shit together. Oh, love her. I have a sword I named Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you what? <laughs> you named a sword Sigourney Weaver? It seemed the most, like, fitting name for her. Yeah, Worth like, noting the lighting in the show. Oh, wait, here's the best line. Yeah. You're, you, look <laughs> you look like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't know. And the yeah. most important thing Netflix can do, show us the hallway. Like, yeah, that's what we all wanted. All of them yeah. fighting in the hallway and, like, the same time. And we got that at the end of no. the book. What are you talking about? Bulletproof. Blind ninja. Whatever it is you are. Classy. <laughs> I'm all for Jessica throwing Danny shade. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The I'm for everybody time. throwing Danny the shade show right looks now. So good. <laughs> it looks it looks really good. It look hopefully that they'll redeem a little bit of kind of what we lost with Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, I think it already has. That, yeah. that teaser is so much better than like we never got a trailer we were that excited about for Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. True. That is true. Uh, um but Marquia, something... let's start with you. What what did what were, what were you sorry, you were about to say something. 
Yeah, uh, something with uh, with Iron Fist. I'm really hoping they give him the time for choreography since they have the four of them and even how that looked in the hallway scene where he had like a, a diving, eat my fist mm-hmm. kind of shot mm-hmm. going in and how it was um, synchronized. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, you know, at the beginning of, I think it was Age of Ultron when all of the all of the Avengers are doing their own thing and then mm-hmm. they all do that leap over the fence at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't a huge fan of Age of Ultron, but I really enjoyed that, that sequence. That shot is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I that's mean, fun. that was that was yeah, so that kind of gave me that oh feeling mm-hmm. when I saw that hallway scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really also enjoy. It looks like they're keeping Misty Knight like she is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I really want to see if they're going to have that uh, Misty Knight Iron Fist romance mm-hmm. because right now he doesn't deserve her. No, <laughs> no, no. no well, he's, he's, he's also currently got Colleen Wing, so like, oh, we'll I'm have to do something with I'm that. Sure, too. in between they've probably split. Also, also, Matt, yeah. it's a modern world. All right, it's a modern world. <laughs> Your 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 monogamous, uh, you know, only one person sentiments don't have to apply to every hero in the Marvel That's, universe. That is fair. Oh, he definitely fair. doesn't deserve that. No, he doesn't. I'm calling, <laughs> yeah. I'm that is the be- that is the best. <laughs> that is the best counterpoint. <laughs> uh, Koi, what are, what are your thoughts? I liked that we've talked about their different styles, the different flavors of each character, and this trailer gave everyone a time to shine. It gave us a little tiny bit of Sigourney Weaver. It showed us what the hallway fight was. It literally. It was the show without any spoilers. I, I like that Netflix has yeah. done a really good job of mm-hmm. keeping us in the dark, but giving us what we want to see. So that I, I think that was a trailer for fans, by fans of the property, because I don't know anything that I didn't know beforehand, but I also got to be like, oh, that's how they interact. Oh, this is what it's going to yeah. be. Oh, this. And I still have, I have nothing. So it, it dispelled all concerns while also showing me that if you let Iron Fist work with someone, maybe it'll be watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not upset about Iron Fist anymore. Like going into it, like that Iron Fist, I don't think it'll be distracting. Like it's a different show. It's a different show. It's a different showrunner. This show actually has a uh, fight choreographer, which Mm -hmm. Iron Fist did not. That I mean, that uh, yeah, Iron Fist did not have a fight choreographer. No, it had a stunt director. There is no look through the credits. Interesting chat. There is (laughs) no fight choreographer on Iron Fist. They had a stunt director. Yeah. And I, I was going to say Iron Fist had merits, but the fights were obviously the weakest point. So the, the fact that yes. they can, if they can take the goodness of Iron Fist, put it into the universe we love all the rest of, and then add a, a you know, fight. If you could if you could make your martial arts hero look like a martial artist, that would be amazing. Then mayhaps what <laughs> I would know. But it looks yeah. like they do. And that one, yeah. that real one no, instant, no. and that this, was amazing. This already looks, like, better. And, and that's, again, like, whatever problems... I had with Iron Fist. I wasn't going to carry that into Defenders because exactly. that's a different show. Yes. So uh, run by a different person. Run by mm-hmm. a different person, not not by the Buck. And uh, it's it's looking like exactly what we've all been talking about. It just looks like a great coming together of these different mm-hmm. worlds, mm-hmm. and and all the different flavors, but uh, in a way that makes sense. It doesn't seem like it's not just look. They're standing together. Isn't that cool? Like you're already <laughs> just seeing some of the interactions. That there will be some conflict, mm-hmm. but that they're also going to figure out slowly maybe at first maybe with with some push and pull how to be a team Mm -hmm. which is great because i mean if the avengers were a bunch of people who were used to working on their own these people are definitely lone wolves Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of people who are used to being the person who gives the orders and it and it makes total sense that danny rand would be the one person who's like hey we should all team up guys let's Let's team up and work together because he's the only person there that kind of has no one. Like, yeah. He also hasn't like really his, seen the stuff that they had yeah. in a certain way. Like he, he said also, the corporate espionage, but he didn't like go through the hand in like quite the manner Daredevil did and quite like yeah. he's seen less 
of the darkness. So, like, yeah. guys, let's do also, this. Also, think about his background. I mean, he was raised by monks. Mm-hmm. Just about, yeah. you know? It's about as tribal um, as it gets. Like, that. You know, then, the like, look at Jessica, where she had to go through all of that stuff with um, <laughs> David Tennant. <laughs> that was just my favorite. <laughs> That's that was I mean, just my darkness and this other darkness. <laughs> like, like, David Tennant. I love you giggle when you say David Tennant. He's my doctor. So oh, I, 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 want, I want redemption. That's He's a good man. But then, like, Luke Cage, he was he was part of a community, but he was also kind of standalone because of his powers. Sure. You, know, you have him. And so he's from it, Georgia. It, well, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> because, no, it's Harlem. He was an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was from Georgia. Like, the, oh, okay. that was also part of the outsiderness. Oh, but I did like to jump off of what you were saying with, like, um, well, that table scene at the end. You see all of them there, and Danny Rand mm-hmm. is the one that's all for it, but you can already sense, like, there isn't a real camaraderie there. Like, no, not yet. No, it's just, they're figuring yeah. each other out. Yeah. Like, and I, I enjoy that. You can feel that just from that scene. Well, also, the only two people there who know each other before this show is Luke and Jess. And yeah. they, from what you can see, like, are the most comfortable with each other there yeah. at that table. Like, Luke yeah. is laughing at her joke because <laughs> it's Jess. It's just being Jess. Like, he, he is in familiar territory. Whereas none of them have met Matt before. You know, they only know about Danny from the news uh, items. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he's a guy like rags, riches to rags to riches to rags again within yeah. the span yeah. of three weeks. <laughs> like, he's a billionaire, so. right? With a glowy fist, as as fist put as uh, stick puts it. You know, it's yeah. no, it's, so, it's a really great dynamic. I am throwing it out there though that it's a very real possibility. I think we brought this up like mm-hmm. forever ago, where it's a very real possibility that Danny might be the one that ends up giving Misty Knight, uh, you know, the bionic, the bionic arm. arm. Yeah. Depending if that would work depending for me. on how yeah. big story was, I don't need it all to tie in so deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, did you guys notice in the trailer that um, I think it's right as Stick starts talking, you see like that shot of the street, and you see like this weird like effect where like the cars all kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> <that> ripple, <laughs> right? And then a couple a couple shots later, you see that same exact thing happen to the team. Like right. it seems like they're all in a warehouse, like training or meeting or whatever Mm -hmm. and that invisible force just kind of blows them all back uh is that what do we think that is like that's Dormammu a dragon <laughs> a, Dorma, a dragon Dorma, Dorma, Dorma. dragon form we finally get a dragon yeah we finally get a, a dragon a full fire headed dragon not a fire breathing dragon yeah. it's very weird exciting. it's like it's weird uh, but do we think that that's like a, a mystical power from the hand? Do we think that's related to the beast of the hand? Like, I assume what do it's we mystical. Think? I mean, it looks like it's the yeah. scope of it is huge, and the budget of the show sure. looks different. I think it's going to be the hand's you know black uh, black sky. The the yeah, Daredevil and Iron Fist have touched on the mysticism, but they haven't gone full force like Doctor Strange did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is the time to rev it up, and and as well as that, you the hand is still not truly fully established as a threat beyond the fact that they can fight. Yeah, and so now that you have, well, all they have four, like the, weird like the resurrection, resurrection, right? But even yeah. that, like we've we've seen that in some like weird instances, like they we we don't know how often that's happened, and we haven't seen them resurrect someone like Electra yet. Mm-hmm. Electra's getting resurrected here; that's cool. But you know, we we've seen the people they've resurrected have the same abilities they had before. It's just maybe they're harder to kill now, and well, and well, so it's with like Harold. Um, remember, right. he was. Right, but he's, yeah. he didn't have, like, similarly superpowers. He was just, he was still he was just, Harold. He was just kind of a... But, yeah, he was a jerk. <laughs> he's but, not a nice guy. He's kind of a... Yeah, yeah he's, kind of a, he's kind of a douche. Yeah. But, uh, but he was, you know, 
less uh, easy to kill now. And that yeah. was that was it. Now's the time to rev it up of like what can the hand really do? Yeah. What forces can it's, they unleash? It's like an Uber pet cemetery. Sure. <laughs> when they come back. That's, they that's, come back as There's as no demons. dragons, there's big cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting stuff. I think what it is is like we had the Avengers, all the individual movies were all fairly contained to like the end of the universe set within the universe. Like Iron Fist, I mean Iron Man had that, you know, the Jeff Bridges Iron Man, like and, and Thor was set in that little New Mexico town. This is a show that's street level New York, when you all combine them together, it needs to be a big enough threat in order to make that threat credible. And that's just thing, like, so I think this is the escalation of mysticism because it has to. Like Yeah, well right. each of those individuals that make up the defenders can by themselves Defe- take out a dozen people. Right. Even if those people are the hand. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. So you've got to rev it up beyond just numbers. Because uh, that that'll get weak after two episodes. If it's and, just, and the hospital fight numbers. is already gonna be hard to top. Like when you have yeah. when you have all those and you're yeah. just climbing a hospital, you yeah. can't just do that. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think we're we're gonna go more to the mysticism. Whether it's the beast, whether they're gonna connect it to the the other Marvel universe by saying the beast is really some other force out there. Um, whatever, maybe we can finally see the Iron Fist do some other stuff as mm-hmm. well to counter that. Uh, I don't know. And Sigourney Weaver looks great. Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) Speaking of, who do we think Sigourney Weaver is? Your mom. No, my Dormammu. No, no, my mom. (laughs) My mom is neither Sigourney Weaver nor Dormammu. Okay, well, Uh, I actually have no idea, and this is one of the first times I've been like, I have no idea, and I'm really excited about that. Like, I I feel like whatever I go into with this is going to be great. Yeah, I like. I feel like she's like the leader of the hand in some way, but yeah, I think that oh, is she a comic specific character? I think that she has to be something to do with that whole super soldier thing that gave Jessica her powers. I think that she has okay, to so be, you're IGA. Yeah, IGH. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that it has to be that, and then like not only that. Um, that goes into like the Noah Bernstein, and then that kind of ties mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. into a Diamondback on the Luke Cage side for her to be head of that, and then um, if she took. You know, if she was following Jessica Jones all that other time, and then, you know, you have um, Iron Fist and Daredevil in there, too, I think that she would have files on all of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Getting on their weaknesses. I want to see Luke Cage get poisoned and how we fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. I'm curious if she's someone we know from the comics who would never anticipate to be played by Scorny Weaver. Like, what if she's the head of Roxxon? What if she's Silvermane? Like, what if she's someone, like, that is a great street-level villain but would be like, oh, Sigourney Weaver? I want to be, like, super surprised. I mean, you could you could even make her Mephisto and just this is this is the form Mephisto's taken. Yeah. Like that, that'd be because, you know, that second villain that comes out. Yeah, and exactly. it's still yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are so many possibilities because... Uh, I mean, every Marvel Marvel's done a great job of adapting all these things, but they've also shown that they're willing to really change oh, and, yeah, that's and screw around with stuff. You know, like Crane Mother is working with the hand in Iron Fist, and yeah. uh, you know, connecting Jessica's origins to Luke Cage's origins, and and having people meet under different circumstances. They're totally willing to screw around with. I mean, yeah. we'll get yeah. into it later, but I mean, Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy is not. The same character Absolutely from the comics, not. like yeah. their connections, not. but they really they go their own path. Yeah. Although, real quick for Iron Fist, I watched it way too many times, more times than I wanted to. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that they establish, like in the second episode, is that um, he's uh, Iron Fist says that he's from the Order of the Crane Mother. Right. Yeah. yeah which right. Is so also very. There's a lot sure. of yeah, there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of weirdness so in Iron like, Fist. Who's, who's I really Gal enjoy then. that. I really enjoy that they changed everything so we as people that know and love these comics so deeply don't know what it might be. Like yeah. Besides, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no yeah. matter what we're going into this and we're getting think, the same excitement as people that don't know the comics. I think Madame Gao is Khan. <laughs> I think Sigourney Weaver is Zool and I think that's all. <laughs> that's our right. Well, let's uh let's I would move be on real fine with that. <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter explained how the Defender villains come into co- into the other Netflix shows. 
Uh, talking to TV Guide, he said, The villains that we are dealing with are a combination of several entities, uh, and they all have something to do with our separate stories that have been played out in each of our own individual series. So basically what he's saying is uh, all of the villains that we've faced um, are somehow now involved in this series, and they all have something to do with how we all meet. So Kilgrave, that was IGH, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Wasn't like that? all of the scientists yeah. around that, the the accident that gave Jessica Jones her power, all that mm-hmm. stuff. The Meacham's funding it, perhaps. Sure. Oh, like so, like very real possibility. So uh, where the basically the way I'm interpreting that quote is in the same way that the defenders are all going to become related, they all become related because the villains who created the heroes are already related. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And they all come to meet each other. It's it's basically this. It's kind of just getting confirmation from Mike Coulter of what we've kind of been saying for a year now. The villains bring them together, which makes the, sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. They're not like walking down the street like, yeah. you do cool stuff too, let's hang out. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I like all of that being connected. We like a um, bring back Reva Connor's death kind of a thing. Oh, without, man. Oh, right? Oh, man, that would be uh, so bad. That'd be nice. Uh, so uh, let me just finish off the quote here. He says, so this has been going on for a while. It wasn't obvious in each individual series But in this series, you will find out that the things that happen to all of us, basically, we're all we're all because of one entity, and that's going to be kind. That's going to kind of tie things together. Uh, So, yeah, August, August. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm So uh, let's leave uh, Defenders behind and talk about Jessica Jones very briefly. They're shooting uh, their second season right now. We got our first look at some of the pictures. Uh, this came from uh, at MCU Filming uh, and MCU Exchange. Uh, our good friends over at the MCU Exchange. Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Uh, probably, uh, probably not in character. Yeah, in that shot. Kristen Ritter. Yeah, that's uh, that's super big smile. Yeah, that's probably not in character uh, at all. And then, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> certainly not in character. Yeah, but look at her being nice to paparazzi. Yeah, but she's she's yeah. certainly she's friend. Uh, given the peace sign there, and then I think we've also got uh, Trish Walker uh, pictures of uh, Rachel Taylor. I want to say is her name right? Rachel Taylor. Let me double check. Uh, I well, I don't have it written down here, but uh, Rachel Taylor, I believe, is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Trish Walker, and hopefully we'll get to see her be Hellcat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the Defenders. What's the name of the Defenders. comics? Betsy Walker. Patsy. Patsy, Patsy Walker. Yeah. Patsy yeah. Walker. Patricia. Although, although yeah. I mean, they seemed like they were setting up Claire Temple uh, to be Hellcat in, I know, in right? Iron Fist with bit, the claw yeah. weapons right? they were giving her. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Or maybe Which she's going to cool. be Tigra. I don't know. You can, there are a lot of cat-themed characters you can you can uh, <laughs> attach to her. But it would be fun to see Tigra and then also see Hellcat. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah. be fine with that. More okay. cats. Be- <laughs> More cats all the time. Catwoman, black cat, tigra, tigress, cat. <laughs> cat, cat. Uh, Everyone's favorite character, cat, cat. Before cat, we cat. move on, someone uh-huh. in the live chat just informed us that the teaser for the X-Men show just dropped. And this is actually a thing. The gifted? It decided not to drop oh. on a Wednesday. It decided oh. to drop on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. So that's on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Should so we ask Ronnie if he can no. uh, Ronnie, grab can that you, during can the you, show? Can you, can At some point, we could uh, throw to it if we could. Uh, thank course. you, Sky Patterson. Of course. Uh, read it to me one more time. I'll find it right now. X-Men, The Gifted. It's uh, should Check out Slash Film. They're usually... The Gifted. Okay. I'll get on it. Great. Well, yeah, let us know when you got that, and we'll take a quick answer. Does it say what it's uh, what the name of the actual show? Is it Gifted? It's it says The Gifted. The Gifted. Yes. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Right, cool. All right. Well, 
Thanks, everybody's. Uh, thanks, and uh, thanks, Ronnie, for looking that up. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to move on to the runway. This is a very TV-heavy show. There wasn't a lot of movie news this week. It's uh, almost like a giant movie dropped, so they had plenty of time to relax. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> almost like they decided to take a week or two off, and Marvel Television was like, well, we're going to get in there now. I mean, $146 right. million dollar lean on, I'm oh, sure they can do that. Oof, wow. Pretty good run. Uh, Marvel's Runaway uh, was ordered to series at Hulu. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking... Wait, that's not news. That already happened. Nah, nah. Mm. The pilot was ordered by Hulu. Uh, if the if the series is being picked up, that means the good folks over at Hulu have seen the pilot and liked the pilot enough to pick it up as a series. Uh, uh, I I don't know how many episodes we're going to get since it's a Hulu. It's probably eight to ten. Mm-hmm. Right. I would guess no more than thirteen. The so it's probably like a, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that got picked we up. won't be able to binge it. They like to they yeah, like they'll to put probably things out. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, they like to follow that the. That that old tried and true method that TV's been doing Television. for television. TV's eating itself. <laughs> uh, Evolve. Uh, we uh, we also so that's exciting news because uh, that means we're gonna get to see it. There yes. was no like being ordered is cool. This means we get to see it. Do we have the picture of the cast? We do we're because my goodness. Yeah, looks yeah, great. Right? Looks great. Yeah, they kind of they just about nailed it. Yeah, uh, it's like... Um, uh, the only thing I rue is that I don't get to see Old Lace in that picture. The format is such a great comic thing. Like, when... Yeah. when uh, do you remember Amazing Spider-Man 2? This is going to say a positive Amazing Spider-Man 2. When they did that uh, trailer release, and I mean, the poster release, and they oh, yeah, yeah, after, yeah. like, the yellow poster of that iconic cover of 121, like, they reshaped a poster to yeah. look like... If more things did that, it's almost like comic fans like comic references. Yeah. So the fact that That's they made not, this their first image is like... Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so, uh, Ronnie, if, if you want to go ahead and actually pull up uh, that image, it's number 15, uh, and the rundown. Uh, there we go. Oh, it does look really <laughs> look good. Look how good that is. It's, it's pretty dead on. Uh, Not only is it that. the cover, but it's also got Hulu flavor. Like, I, I was really impressed by the amalgamation of both. I know this is a Hulu show yeah. because of, like, the coloring yeah. and the yes. format and the lighting. Yeah. But I also know this is exactly the cover of the first, like, the, you know what I mean? So it's... Nicely done. If yeah. the show's this good, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for those of you uh, on uh, listening to us through iTunes or, or on a podcast and you can't see the visuals, uh, we've got a picture of the Runaways here. It's the first uh, image that we have. And uh, from left to right, it looks like we've got, uh, let's see, Ariella Bearer as Gert, Gertie Yorks. Uh, then next to her is Lyrica Okano as Nico Minoro. Then next to her is uh, Renzi Feliz as Alex Wilder. Next to him is Chase Stein, as played by Greg Sulkin. Uh, then Carolina Dean, as played by Virginia Gardner. And then finally we have uh, Molly Hernandez, mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, Allegra Acosta. So, yeah, uh, and they, the way that they look, it's set up just like it looks um, for the comic book. Down to so. the hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right down to the hair. So, uh, well done. <laughs> yeah, it looks really, really good. Along with that... Uh, a teaser actually leaked and it's been taken down since maybe you were one of the lucky ones who got to see it mm, yeah. uh, I, I watched it a couple times yeah, uh, I always feel dirty when I watch leaked mm-hmm. stuff because I know I'm not supposed to but I also know that I have uh... but it makes you feel powerful it does <laughs> Well, that it excites not, you. That and uh, I have a Marvel show. Continu- it's my responsibility. Continue, it's oh, my responsibility. responsibility to get that information. As I soon have as you to can. get that information so for that I can. It's for the people. I get it's, right. It's for the people. Sure. Of course. Yeah, I'm not sure. Doing it for me. No, uh, that'd be crazy talk. No. <laughs> selfless Matt Key. Matt Key confirms is selfless. Hey, I didn't say it. I didn't confirm it. That's Koi confirms. Koi confirms. Koi confirms. Sweetheart. I'll take it. Best compliment I've had today. Uh, but that first look, 
probably can't find it anymore. Go ahead and go look for it if you want yeah, to. If you can. Uh, it's a little, uh, it's a little fuzzy. You can't really t- make a whole lot out of it. But what I can say that I liked about it was that it's very, it was similar in flavor to the Cloak and Dagger trailer, mm. and that you didn't really see any powers. Like you get a sense of who these kids are to each other and right. what their parents are doing. But the only actual real power that I ever saw in it was uh, Carolina Dean sort of. You know her bioluminescent rainbow glow, and I was like, "That looks pretty good." And that was oh, yeah. it. That was, a like good in a, band that was like in a club scene. Yeah, it's a good band. Definitely name. a good eighties pop punk yeah. band. Yeah, bioluminescent uh, rainbow. Yeah, yeah. They, they open <laughs> for it's a good band. That's our band. They That's open our for band now. all the time. Yeah, something that I did like about um, the the leaked footage is that it all it also looked like panel for panel. Yeah, when you're really like the posters that like that's yeah. so and and why not? Hey, like if you no can. problem with that. I'm okay oh look, we've got a storyboard. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Uh, so yeah, we so we've got the Runaways coming out. That's exciting. We've seen the cast photo uh, and a tentative release date of November or December of this year. Uh, though an early 2018 release is also not out of the question. So yeah. everyone, everyone, uh, pray to the deities that you believe in. Hey there. Uh, hey, hey. I believe. Are you guys talking about Marvel's The Gifted? We, we are ready for it. We are ready for oh, it. Yeah. We're actually just finishing up uh, the Runaways. We're actually done with it. Unless you yeah. guys have anything else you wanted to say. No, I got nothing. Happy how, how fun is that? Go ahead and introduce it, and then I'll get it ready right right about now. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're. This is the first time it, you are watching us live right now. React to X Men The Gifted. Because it just dropped while we've been on the air. Go ahead and run it, Ronnie. I taught you how to swim. You. I can teach you this. What? Dude. This is a burden. It's also a gift. Oh, Oh, wow, that's soon. Whoa, it comes that's, out. Wait, what? That's in No, that's two impossible. It's, that soon? It's May, right? The, yeah, it's Did May. that say May? <laughs> it's wait, May 15th. Like can, can you that's rewind like it 10 15th. seconds to where, yeah. I mean, what's today's date? Today's like the 9th? It's the 9th. I don't so. know why I raised my voice for that. He's on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you were trying to get it all the way into like, the booth. I even cupped my hand over my mouth. Like, yeah. like an idiot. You can, just, you can just start it from there, Ronnie. Yeah. He's yelling into the void. Yeah, what? I'm such an idiot. I understand technology. Ronnie, you can start it from there. That's fine. All right. All right, so the powers are cool. It's also All right. a gift. All right, and pause it right uh, on the date. There. There. That, that's, Five, yeah. Oh, 515. 515. That's in six wow. days, y'all. That's the official trailer. Oh. We all still didn't I, read. I was like, we all just were like, no, what's well, we those both, yellow numbers? That's we were all right. distracted we are, we are by the so pretty trained. lights. Yeah. We are so trained to see a date. To be like, that's what it's coming out. I'm so embarrassed to rewatch that moment yeah. of all four of us being <laughs> like, what? Six days, Thank huh? Thank you for, for playing that, Ronnie. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, you guys got me on my toes, but the show is kind of fun. I, I will give you guys that. <laughs> yeah, I you. was like, oh shit, where's the video at? <laughs> Six days! 5.15, you guys, it's 5.15. Oh, uh, that's really funny. All right, so we get an official trailer next week, basically. Now, all that right. looked pretty foxy and not so... Comic-y. Did that? I mean, that reminded me of like sure. Generation X Fox oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, well, Generation X. Remember that? I actually rewatched. I rewatched Generation X two two weeks ago because I needed something to make me feel better after Iron Fist. <laughs> and uh, and no. that was what did it. <laughs> yeah, wow. well, at least it was you were, fun. You were a complicated well, man. I rewatched <laughs> Fantastic Four after Five Fantastic single. Four, which is a weird yeah. move. I did that. I was like, Chris Evans will warm me up. Thanks, yeah. guy. And then oh, I was just like, I see what you did. Something that I did enjoy about that little teaser, though. It it definitely looked like after she did 
the whole popcorn thing mm-hmm. coming out, it looks like she couldn't control her powers because then the vending machine blew up. You oh, see that? Yeah, the next that's one. a good point. Yeah. So, gifted, but yet a curse. Gifted asterisk. Classic X-Men thing. I, I do know, like right? that they, they're at least playing with that theme of like blessing and curse. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rogue. Rogue is a very powerful character, but she also just can't ever touch you. And so X Men yeah. belong on serialized TV. Like they if really there's do. ever they a really comic do. book property to be a long form explain invest in the characters, like X Men reads like a soap opera. We want to. We need to care about these guys before yeah. there's any. That's why I don't think Phoenix makes sense as the next movie. We don't care about Sophie Turner's yeah. courageous. No, yeah. So uh-huh. if we have a long form show, then we might get X Men, and I'd like that. What, what that's what's kind of was what was such a letdown from the original trilogy was that mm. we had invested we in Famke mm. Jansen and when it was like oh my god they're doing the Phoenix like yeah. oh my god yeah, yeah I, I this is going to be so heartbreaking and terrible and then but with you somebody know. else yeah perhaps yeah. maybe the director goes and does Superman and then we get a weird third movie and yeah. then that's the Phoenix saga that's the Phoenix so so dumb uh, anyway, I do, so. there is one little thing that I wish I wish that we would have people coming into their mutant powers at a more mature age I would love to have more um, people and heroes like that. Whereas, age diversity? Yeah, I would like some age diversity. I mean, the, I mean, I know it's the the whole thing with puberty, and then right, it's like, oh, right, I have but powers. At, at the same time, like you can absolutely explore, especially I think now that you bring it up, that would be a great uh, metaphor for people who have something about themselves that they deny until later Whoa. in life, whether that's sexuality, whether that's recognizing a heritage, um, yeah. you know, like a mixed heritage or something. Like, I mean, I, like, my mother's Peruvian, she's an immigrant, but, like, I really didn't think of myself as Peruvian-American or, like, Latin-American until maybe I was in my 20s. Like, yeah. even though it was clearly there, right. I just thought of myself as, like, another white kid. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm and I am white, but, like, I wasn't recognizing as much or investigating that part of my heritage until, like, yeah. my 20s. And yeah. and there are people out there who, like, you know, are are in the closet until they're 35 yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, no, that's actually, I think that's a really great idea where you could examine someone who just, because having a mutant power doesn't mean that you have to use it. And and I mean, like maybe there is someone who agreed with Iceman's mom when he said, have you tried not being a mutant? There must be people out there who've tried not being a mutant. mutant. I think it's a great idea. Go write that. I'd love to. Oh, okay. Go write it. Leave right now. Go write it. I want to draft by next week. You got got to run. Is that the first positive get out? Is that like the first positive get out? You know what? You get out and get some stuff done. You go ahead and get out. Get out and get your life started, girl. That's amazing. Get on out. Yeah, that's a get on out. Get on out. Get on out. Get out is. It's getting weird, folks. Episode 130. Get on out. Um. So let's let's talk in humans, folks. Okay. Um, um, I don't I don't really want to stay on this long. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just do it real um, quick, real quick. So uh, Entertainment Weekly released their very first look at our very first look at the Inhumans royal family uh, from left to right here on the screen. And again, if you're on iTunes, just go look this up. It's on Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize, but uh, M A Ikwakukur. As Gorgon, Ken Leung as Karnak, Anson Mount as Black Bolt, Serenda Swan as Medusa, Isabel Cornish as Crystal, and Ewan Rion as Maximus. Um, so we got them yeah. there, and that's fun. Yeah, you know, Ewan is it from, from, uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. I want it. You know, so Alan. very fun casting for, for uh, Maximus. Oh, the uh, castings. Yeah, uh, yes. Anson Mount. You know, he Cat. doesn't have a face mask in the picture, but, uh, but the, and I'm I'm you know, fine with that. Is yeah, that's, that's this is this fine. is what I've been saying ever since this photo came out. All right, I, excuse me. 
That's what I've been saying. Yes, sorry, yeah. sorry, Ben. Um, this what I've been saying since this photo came out is this is this is the Inhumans. This is one of the weirder aspects, unapolog- unapologetically weirder aspects mm-hmm. of the Marvel Universe, particularly from the mind of Jack Kirby. Everything mm-hmm. about the Inhumans is clearly Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. and Stan Lee just did some dialogue for it, but so Jack. With the Inhumans, like the Celestials, like Asgard, like the New Gods, you gotta go full Kirby. Not half Kirby, yeah. you go full Kirby. This to me, it's... If these were other characters, I would say, yeah, that's not bad. That's sort of like... It, it's, it's almost This honestly reminds me of Smallville, where mm-hmm, they were trying mm-hmm. to mm. really ground everything as much as possible to a world that hasn't yet seen Superman, and hasn't sure. yet gotten used right. to capes, and doesn't embrace that yet. And I'm like, that's the wrong direction to go to with, with Inhumans. This, with this property. Particularly yes. when this is a world that already has... Like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and and mm-hmm. frickin' mm-hmm. the Doctor Avengers Strange. and Doctor Strange now is wearing a cape because that's what Doctor Strange does. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and this is if it's the Inhumans, they're from another society. They have their own fashion. They have their own tech. Yeah, and it just looks like they got a really like neat, but not honestly as weird as I've seen like fashion show garb. Like I've seen weirder, more otherworldly stuff. In the Fifth Element and on like Paris wow. Fashion Week, I've seen yeah. weirder, more outwardly stuff at the mall, dude. Like, yeah. that's, like, like my problem is, and I am a very positive human being. When I think of the Inhumans, I think of embracing your other self. I think, Absolutely. I think yes. of diving into the thing that's... that makes you weird and making it a positive. I think of yes. going, "Hey, this is the thing that separates me, and that is a gift, and that is a privilege, and thank you to the Terrigen Mist for making that a positive." And I and make that my religion. I, this decides I, to make that into. Shh, put it down, hide it, put it away, put it away, and that's not what we don't want. Don't look too weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, this is a this is a society of people who aren't like if you have powers, you're weird and dismissed. Like no. they they like they apply. Their they want their you kids to get powers. Well, if your kid doesn't get the chance to be exposed to this weird mutagenic crystal. That's a sad thing. You were yeah. hoping that your kid got you exposed and, and right. had their true self unleashed. And if that means you became a merman, so be it. Well, I want one of my favorite things about the Inhumans is that the the there's almost something a uh, mystic property to the immunogenic pro- principle where like or uh, transformation mm-hmm. where you transform on behalf of the entire culture and society. So like if you need more aerial combatants yeah. in yes. the military when you that. go through Terragenesis, yeah. Adelan knows we need we more, need more of this. we need more winged heroes. It's like a hive mind. Like, it's like, a, it's like how yeah. a lot of insects. We process. need a, a, a civil engineer who can handle this sort of thing. Like there's almost like a precognitive uh, element to the Terragenesis where mm-hmm. it knows that something is coming and it's like we better prepare for this threat and create an inhuman who can create a force field or uh, uh, have a leader who can't yeah. talk. But can ex- just decimate mountains. He's, he's, screen, we you know? we need a king who's a WMD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about how it's just this property lets the freak flag fly, right? Yeah. And yeah. you fit. You know, the the better it is, the harder you wave, you fit. And see, this I, I think you're absolutely right. And and this goes back to one of the problems I had because it's the same showrunner as Iron Fist. It's it's Scott Buck, mm-hmm. uh, and Part of part of my disappointment with Iron Fist was it didn't embrace fully the Iron Fist stuff. Like there were yeah. there were so if it anyone was, the fantasy. if yeah. anyone was going to walk around New York in a green robe 
with gold trim, it would be Danny Rand, mm-hmm. who just does not give any dams about what you think about him. Like, this is his his culture. This is his thing Not now. only that, he's a billionaire. So he's an, yeah. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He's an, he's an so, so go screw yourself. Completely yeah. Have other you culture. seen what billionaires wear? Exactly. He'd have no problem walking around like that. And, and, you know, the Iron Fist, it just, it literally was a glowing hand. It wasn't like that freaking like, energizing fire with Kirby yeah. dots l- l- leaping yeah. off of him. And I just felt like you're you're grounding it too much. Like, you're allowed yeah. to go further now with certain things. And with this, like, you don't even have to have them in their battle costumes, but just outfits that let me know they are not... First, that they're royal. Yeah. And secondly, that they're not from, like, urban outfitters. Yeah, so, like... And just real quick, how yeah. they... Oh, they just, like, took all the spitfire out of Medusa with that. It's just, she's she's so... I can't stand the wig. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's it's just So let me let me just throw this sure. out there. Sure, sure. <laughs> this is a first look. Yeah. Yeah. The first looks oftentimes uh aren't exact. This is probably not exactly what we're gonna see. They rush this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't understand, except that they have to start getting publicity out and I don't understand why they wouldn't be one hundred percent ready. But well, again, the dude who didn't have a fight choreographer for Iron yeah. Fist and who had Finn Jones have only three weeks of training and then yep. only 20 minutes before each fight scene filmed. So, yeah. so him being unprepared is not a surprise to me. No, not at all. So let me, here's what, uh, along with this picture, they had an interview with Scott Buck uh, and he said of uh, Medusa's hair, they asked him uh, about that and he said, it is very difficult. Even now, it's still a process. It takes quite a long time in post uh, and we have some of the best visual effects people available working. Uh, we still haven't seen the final version of it. It's very much a work in process. So, my I'm, guess is that that's that wig is probably it's a placeholder for sure. It's a placeholder, and her hair will probably be all CG 100%. all the time. It's the only way to do it. If they, it's not, and uh, this picture is exactly what we're gonna get, then I may not get past episode one. <laughs> like, I really wanted to show where people that felt like outcasts had somewhere to turn, and instead we got homogenized a bunch of like people standing in a row that don't look like the like it just doesn't feel like anything special and I was just turning to the side of Inhumans because I was like I've always seen them as Diet X-Men I was finally seeing it as a different thing and I was finally seeing it as going deeper into feeling accepted Mm -hmm. because of like a religious entitlement and this shows me 1997's X-Men not even Inhumans yeah so let me definitely X-Men feel like yeah. old old school X Men feel, not old school comic. Right, like old school homogenized X Men yes, translations. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here's here's the quote that stood out to me from. There's a couple. Uh, I'm only going to read you this one <laughs> um, uh, from the interview with Scott Buck. They asked him if he was planning to lean into the more fantastical elements of the Inhumans' powers or trying to ground the series. And his response was, to a certain extent, yes. But again, we approach these all as real people who just happen to have these abilities so they're all very grounded people we try to write them as real as possible and then have fun with the powers when we can we want their powers to seem very like very natural part of their personality so um, I think that's the wrong way to go with Inhumans I think that's the right way to go with Mm X-Men and with certain other properties with Inhumans no this is not they have their own hidden city that inspired Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mythology like they are not human beings their average lifespan is a couple centuries yeah and they willingly subject children to mutagenic crystal like it's a different society so grounding Mm -hmm. them in what this is this is your chance to go into fantasy and like these are like the the elves of myth these these are you know they would have more in common with Tolkien's elves than with anyone you would meet in New York yeah, and like I, I, I get exactly 
the instinct here to ground them, to make them some semblance of relatable for us, to to make them real people with like actual emotions and troubles and, and, and struggles and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that you have to completely steal their powers away from them and completely mm-hmm. rob them of their society and barely ever go to Adelan, kind of you like what they did with Kunlun. Yeah. You human <laughs> washed them. That's well, what also, happened. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. You like, human washed the Inhumans. With, with so many superhero shows out now, yeah. you want your property to stand out. Yeah. There's nothing to. about this that stands out to me. This, yeah. If you said these are new characters coming to Arrow, I would have been like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. They look sure. like other people I've seen on but, Arrow. Yeah, but this Alan, looks... that's, that's the thing. Exactly. Where it's like there are so many superhero pro- properties, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. We have Runaways. We have um, but you the stand Avengers. Out. We have everything. But you have to do something to make me tune into Hulu, to make me tune into yeah. Netflix. Like, you have to give me something. It yeah. can't just be the property's name. Especially since it's the first show to team up with IMAX. Yeah. yeah, for oh, me, that's, right. that's for yeah. me. That's what hurt the most because this is what got me on board with Inhumans. I'm reading Inhumans comics now. I'm going back into the like full Kirby Inhumans. Mm-hmm. I'm re-experiencing the Inhumans with a fresh pair of eyes, and I'm and I'm appreciating them as not X Men. And then you give me Smallville. Like you give me, yeah, I mean, and I love Smallville. Smallville this looks like a right, but this is not Smallville. We're yeah. we're past that. Yeah, I mean, this is this looks like they're this is pre Iron Man. This that's is what I mean. like it's time wise. It's just back, like back this step. is ABC taking a safe. A safe bet yeah. in 2005 and going, maybe the Inhumans will work. Let's try. Let's tone it down a little bit. But like we said earlier, we've had Doctor Strange. He's tripped through weird dimensions that grab at him with tiny baby hands. Yes. And this is what you give us? Like, so. He had an just, entire fight backwards. No, I just yeah. realized feels great, though. This what? is the fir- I hate talking negative. I hate feeling negative. I feel very yeah. tired right now. Yeah. Sure, this sure. is the first time we've had to dive negative about any property in months. Yeah. At least there is a positive and this spin, is an but this image. is a first look. Yes, yeah, so, so this is one image yes, yes. from, uh, you know, and it's it's a very real possibility that uh, what happened with Iron Fist uh, might be a totally different thing right. that happens within humans. I mean, so I, I, I believe, the sticky I, I've looked yeah. at a few interviews with him, and he was a little bit hesitant jumping into Inhumans, but I think there's, you know, there's a there's probably a fire there for, for him, and, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, no, I'll still give it a shot. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I'm just saying, we're not using negative, and it feels good to, to be done with that. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. moving right. on. Yeah. And there's so, some good things about it. There are. Like, with the Black Bolt. Light. Yes. The casting's incredible. The casting yes. is casting great. casting is good. Can, and can Maximus, is Maximus looks and sounds great, because they also released a teaser. All we saw was a pyramid that looks like it could be an Adelan, and then we heard dialogue over the Inhumans title, and the dialogue was... Are we supposed to follow our king or re- and remain as silent as he is? Then a female voice says, you're talking about betraying your brother. You're talking about treason. And then Maximus says, what I'm talking about is freedom. Freedom for all inhumans. And the way it sounded, like, mm-hmm. my guess is the female voice is Medusa. But it also, like, it, it would seem that she would be a little more... Mm-hmm. Freaked out that like her right. her like <laughs> brother in law is like is. planning to kill the brother or yeah. to treason. Uh, but uh, Ewan is it Ewan I W A N Ewan sure Ewan Rion sounds how Maximus has always sounded in my head. Like he he nailed that and he was like, "Are we supposed to follow our king?" Is like, "Oh nice. my god, you're Maximus! All right, yeah. I'm on board." Like that's the that's the brightest spot that we have is that the villain might outshine and be better than the heroes, and that would be the first time that's happened in a Marvel property. Yeah, I'd be okay with that, actually, be totally because okay with we it. haven't really had that. Yeah, we haven't had know. that at all. All right, let's let's move away. Yeah. Oh, but we, Black Bolt will communicate with him. He'll communicate with sign language. We yeah, already said that, that he's making up. Uh, it's not 
It's not, not Earth-based. Not sign language that we know. It's, yeah. no, it's his sign language. It's his, his, sign, his language. sign language. And, uh, okay, whatever. Which, which is interesting because they're, sp- they're speaking English, so why wouldn't they have an yeah. Earth-based sign language? Yeah. But, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that they're doing It's a step in our direction. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we also had Spider-Man Homecoming. A new clip was released uh, that oh, yeah. showed yeah. Uh, Tom Holland as Peter Parker crawling in to his uh, dorm room, I'm guessing, with Ned Leeds. Uh, I refuse to watch clips when they're released because I don't want to ruin that much of the movie for myself. Okay. Uh, you're but, the same. Um, yeah. And feel free to watch it's it Spider-Man. yourself. But feel free to watch it yeah, for feourself. Feel free to watch it's it yourself. It's uh, fun. And uh, you did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fun. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. So and it seems to be. It seems to be. Uh, Peter's bedroom because Aunt May uh, can be heard outside the door. Oh, so it, it seemed to me like Ned was visiting, All right. and Peter just didn't realize he was over. Cool. All right, All right. Cool. which cool. immediately made me wonder, where's your spider sense, son? But we'll see. We'll see. Because <laughs> the movies He's tend to a... play fast and loose with the spider, spider sense. sense. Yeah, and maybe Ned Leeds yeah. isn't necessarily a threat. Guys, I got a question. What, Yo. Yes. What's the name of this actress? Because I've seen her in like a different range. Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson. Tessa Thompson. She's fantastic because I think she was in Selma. I think she was She's in Creed. Creed. She's in Creed. Yeah, yeah. Creed. She's in a bunch of different things. So yeah. I like her range. That's cool. Yeah, cool. no, her as Valkyrie yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Excited uh, then for that. Real quick uh, with Spider-Man news with Homecoming. Uh, Tom Holland has, uh, he did lip sync battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it to uh, Singing in the Ring and then Rihanna's Umbrella. Arguably the best I've ever seen a lip sync battle. It well, is so good. It will yeah, erase it. that dance scene from Spider-Man Three I, from your mind. I didn't mind. even think of that. That's so true. It, it erases oh, it's so it. true. What a great mic drop of like this is how you dance as Spider-Man. See? He went full Kirby. Then go full Kirby. <laughs> always go full Kirby. And get the always chance. go full Kirby. All right, let's uh, okay. let's jump over to Infinity Roar, uh, Infinity War real quick. Infinity Roar. Infinity Roar. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War may have just picked up a Thor character. Uh, and that is uh, Thor Ragnarok uh, actress who we just saw, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson. and Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. Uh, a, uh, over in Scotland, a fan uh, found her and took a selfie and posted it on Twitter. Uh, and that was the first time that we've heard, oh, um, okay, Valkyrie, Valkyrie's, mm-hmm. uh, she's there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we, we kind of already knew she was going to be involved. We had heard that, but now we have 100% confirmation that she is uh, and uh, we'll we'll get to a little bit more in a second, but we yeah. also had so a we, picture. We got some T Toms, y'all. We got to see some T Toms. T Tom dog. Uh, then we also have Rocket Raccoon spotted on the set for the Avengers: Infinity War. Now here's the thing with this one: uh, this is a stand-in for Rocket. Uh, Sean Gunn actually does the motion capture and action for him, but whenever they're setting, uh, excuse me, setting cameras and lighting and movement and all that stuff. Uh, they need a, a, a stand-in for like sort of camera line and eye lines, right. and that's that's what they use there. So that is approximately the size of Rocket Raccoon, uh, and he's in a he's in a he's in a church in Scotland. I can't remember the name of the church. I looked it up mm-hmm. earlier. Forgot to write it down. But there it is. Uh, now here's what's interesting about all of this. Is it Durham Cathedral. Durham Cathedral. There it is. Thank you. Uh, oh, I did write it down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> we know that wrote it down. We read the brief that Matt, Matt wrote. Uh, so, I, I'm very fast. I move very fast. I have way too much going on. He said uh, conjuring his type. He's just yeah. like, and the script today will be... Scoop it up. Scoop it up. Then also, Avengers Infinity War set photo shows uh, a major uh, Age of Ultron tie-in. So remember when Thor had his vision... Uh, the camera moved kind of like from uh, left uh, to right uh, or right to left and you saw like a big picture of like this kind of like giant Viking kind of golden Viking 
And the presumption now, we've got a picture of it here. Uh, the presumption is that, is that Valhalla? Are all of the fallen warriors there? Um, and if they're shooting that, is this a flashback? Is this another dream sequence? Or is Thor and Valkyrie and possibly Hulk, because Thor, Hulk, and Valkyrie have all been spotted on the same same set at the same time, are the three of them all going to Valhalla or Asgard in some way together? And if Rocket Raccoon is shooting Cathedral in the same area, are the Guardians going there? Like, do the Guardians visit Asgard? Do the well, Guardians visit Valhalla? Is that a place that's accessible to mortals if you know how to get there? Yeah, I mean, we know the first time that they meet the Avengers is in space, but after that... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I mean, obviously... Uh, unless they're shooting like at a church in space, which is also entirely possible, and actually has a big thing to do with the Guardians uh, when well, they fight the Church, church of, of Universal Life. Truth, yeah, yeah. The Church of Universal Truth, and and uh, Adam Warlock's evil evil doppelganger, the Magus. Mm-hmm. Um, so you yeah. say the Magus, I say I the say Magus. Magus. Well, yeah. the old word is Magus. Huh. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, space church. So yeah, maybe it's a space church. Maybe it's an Earthbound church. We don't know. We won't know until uh, almost exactly a year. So uh, fifty-one weeks from now, thereabouts, give or take. Now, one of our uh, fan of the show actually sent us that first picture with the green screen and all that in the yeah. background. Uh, nice. So I'm not sure if they took it or if they had found it, but they said it was in their hometown, so that Thor was oh. like filming on the street. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one. I'm sorry about that, but I remember reading that tweet and being like, "Oh, so uh, that's super exciting for someone to just stumble across that statue and be like, <laughs> oh, tight." Oh, yeah. Tight. Be like, this is familiar. Tight. I like to think that yeah. it's tight. Uh, so let's let's leave all of that behind. Oh, it's at MCU underscore tweets. Uh, oh, great. Yeah. Let's move on to our thoughts and review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was released in America last week. Okay, so are we doing spoilerific? Oh, this is, yeah. we should this, is this is spoilers. the last thing we're talking about? This is the, And that's why it's yeah, the last yeah, thing, so, of spoilers. Yeah, spoiler yeah. time. So if you guys uh, haven't time, seen... Y'all. Run away. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't now seen it and you don't want anything leave. spoiled, uh, then uh, you can uh, get on out of here. Do we have any other Guardians? Get, get on out. Get on out. Well, All right. Uh, yeah, get on I, out. All right, we're doing yes. it. We're doing it. Spoilers. Goodbye. Uh, or stay, if you don't care. Yeah. Uh, um, J- spoiler alert. Spoiler Yay. alert. Uh, James Gunn has already started writing Guardians of the, volume, uh, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nothing big there, but like it is exciting mm. to think about. And he, that's exactly what he did last time. Movie comes out. He's our like that Three day. Years. That's amazing. <laughs> that day he starts writing it. Spoiler alert! Ah. Ah. Spoiler alert! All right. Spoiler alert! I know alert. I was so late. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I had to try. We didn't spoil anything yet, so thank you. It's like we're being invaded, and then the alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, they're coming! Yeah, we know. We know. Well, it's yeah. like we see them. It's it's like the scene with Drax and Mantis after she gets it's hit. True. Drax that was warns her. Like, yeah. This yeah. Is, look Mantis, out. watch out. Yeah. This was a deep cut <laughs> Easter egg. That's what that was. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, also, Guardians of the Galaxy is already nearing 500 million global box office. So. Good deal. Already. Good deal. Yes. Uh, what's uh, what's the over under on a billion? What do we think? Like, I think all... it'll hit just short of a billion. Really? You don't I think, think it'll reach a billion? Just... Well, because it's already been released worldwide almost everywhere. Sure. And then yeah. it's. I think it'll hit like 920 million. And we're okay. not talking about like digital download. No, we're talking DVD. just theatricals. Yeah. No, just theatricals. Yeah. I think sure. it'll hit, I think it'll hit like in the, in the low 900s. Yeah? I think, it'll hit, I think it'll hit a billion. I hope. I want it to hit a billion. Yeah. I'm just saying I think I think it'll slow down just short of a billion, personally. Kisser, you have a you have a pony in this ride? No. No? Yeah. 
I'm just it's, it's got critical claim and money, so I wanted to make good three billion because James Gunn deserves it because that movie was magic. Yeah, it was great. All right, so, so let's get in with it. Uh, let's start with the simple question: favorite moments. Oh. <laughs> that was your favorite moment. Uh, you said favorite moments. You said you well, know it's not yes. it's not yeah it's not singular. No, the, I I know again but like, stuck on stuck on very single narrow minded views, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right, I have go, a go series, ahead. Around a series the of favorite moments. Um, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh Mary Poppins, the best. The best. Oh my God, Yondu. Okay, I love the character arc that Yondu did mm-hmm. um, between these two movies. That is, is mm-hmm. absolutely it's fulfilling. Yeah. It's, uh, because. Uh, you know, he already had like all the all the word bling. He already had all the things where it's like um, they ain't never had Taryn before. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. But it's it's like, and then it turns out, yes, he was uh, Chris Pratt. He was mm-hmm. Star Lord's father all along. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it was never ego. Yeah, like, he's never, your father, that, but that ain't your daddy. Yeah, that one line. Oh, like, yeah, it's great. He me. Oh, was like, he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. I was like, oh, Yondu. Like I, this is. Oh. This is the first Marvel movie to ever make me teary-eyed. Yeah. Like, and it did it. It really did it. Like, it wasn't like, I want to cry in a Marvel movie. It was, oh my god, I'm crying in a Marvel movie. I, oh my god, this it's is like great. It's like it's not stopping. It won't yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. So, and the first time I saw it, like, I was, I was doing some work for Screen Junkies and stuff, so, like, I was only, like, 70% emotionally engaged in it. So, the mm-hmm. second time I saw it was with my wife and a couple of our closest friends, and we went and saw it at El Cap, and it was so much better the second time like I was I could not believe how how much more I enjoyed it the second time and it held up and it was great and one, yeah so I, uh, I I didn't expect I, Logan and this both made me like openly weep uh, yeah. and yeah. I didn't expect oh Logan. Logan. oh Logan but I didn't expect to feel that way after like the first one is probably tied for number one as my favorite yeah. of all time right. I didn't expect so the bar's high the bar's impossibly high I host a Marvel show yeah. I mean, yeah. like you know what I mean so I didn't know what to get into the second one and then it didn't invest its energy into trying to be a sequel it invested its energy into making sure every character got an arc and I've never yeah. seen a sequel do that where it was a character based film where it almost had sitcom moments where you were mm-hmm. so invested in the characters it didn't have the trajectory of a film and I think a lot of people yeah. have the problem with that because it didn't feel like a three act structure it felt like a show and I thought that was its strength and a lot of the arguments is that is its weakness but I really I've never cared so much about so many characters at once that it actually mm-hmm. felt like a family the yeah. reason I love the fast movies is because they're about family this is the first time I felt like a team felt like family and I never thought I'd be more invested in Guardians and Avengers but this is more of a family than it is a team and that yeah. was beautiful yeah. and every single you have the brother sister relationship you have the 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 man and woman relationship with the the, the unrequited love that's unspoken you have the mm-hmm. the sister sister relationship you have the father figure times two yeah. and yes. then Thanos father figure times two daughters like there's so many dynamics of family that get so much time to really express themselves and then you feel it all and then it has so many other movie homages it has so much good action it's the most visually stunning Marvel movie I've ever seen it is staggering in its glory and I just couldn't appreciate it more yeah, yeah. all of that space porn I was on it was board. so pretty it was yeah, gorgeous it was a beautiful movie like yeah. the, the funeral pyre that was mm-hmm. a rainbow Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they, I need. I want that funeral. They set yeah. off the fireworks or the space <laughs> oh, fireworks. Can you guys kill me in no. no, we can't. <laughs> I will, Corbin. I will. I have I will. an $800 million funeral plans. <laughs> uh, Kisser, what about you? What Some favorite moments just coming to mind? No. It's tight, bro. It's tight. Yeah. It's tight. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was interesting because the, the first movie... I think of as as fun, but not necessarily actually that good. Like it's it's mm-hmm. full of fun things. It's full of great visuals. I love that 
it embraces Marvel nuttiness and comic bookiness, <laughs> and and it goes full Kirby. And uh, but at the same time, like when I really break down the first movie, I'm like, well, Star Lord doesn't really have an arc in it. He's he's kind of the same dude mm-hmm. throughout. It's just now mm-hmm. he has pals, and Rocket like has a slight arc but not really he's mm-hmm. just now hanging out with more people than he was before Gamora has mm-hmm. a really inconsistent character in the yeah. first movie mm-hmm. and Drax is like maybe the best character in the film and actually has an arc but then also had uh, like that that weird line about calling Gamora a whore which when they had established mm-hmm. that he refers to things literally makes no sense because mm-hmm. there was nothing in the movie in which he saw her being paid for money mm-hmm. or, yeah. or enticement services or anything. Um, so it was one of those things where, like, I liked it. It was a fun ride, but, like, I couldn't really say it, like, was a was a solid movie, as solid mm-hmm. as, like, even Slither uh, by James Gunn had, had a more solid story arc to me. This was everything that I wish the first movie had had as well. Like, sure. this mm-hmm. was all character. And exactly what you're saying, this wasn't a sequel. This was its own movie that had mm-hmm. the same characters. Yeah. And was yeah. just its own story. You don't even need the first movie to get this movie. It it lets you know yeah. the basics. Like, the only thing it really references is, like, something impressive happened that Star-Lord did in the last mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. involving a stone for some reason. Like, that's all... And it's not essential to the plot of this movie other yeah. than it's how Ego knew to look for him. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of it. Um, and, and uh, like, Nebula, I thought... Nebula was actually my high point of the first movie because I was just like you have really this is another example of why if you give if you give them the freedom and they read the comics but they care about story the movies the TV shows can actually improve on the comics because Nebula is not an interesting character in the comics Mm -hmm. she's just this terrorist lady who may or may not be Thanos' granddaughter not even he knows or cares Mm -hmm. she's just out there being crazy and here uh, in the first movie alone, like I thought, oh, she's so much more interesting. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this uh, angry sister to Gamora, and already that relationship change by itself makes her more mm-hmm. interesting. Why mm-hmm. does she have these cyborg parts? And then this movie, where it's she got each cyborg part because she lost to a fight. She With had yeah. she, she had good character. Yeah, she yeah. had limbs taken. Like you made your daughters compete for survival, not for attention, for survival. That makes Thanos a bigger villain in my mind than any previous Marvel film has up to this yeah, point. Completely. Yeah, completely. Like, otherwise, he's just a dude in a chair looking for rocks. This, <laughs> this, yeah. like, who for some reason wants to be Dazzled Glove, this lets me know he is evil. There is something wrong here. Yeah, yeah and you and have to think, when did he start with when that? When did he start? With them? Mm-hmm. Are they, they the first kids? Exactly. Are they the first kids? Did they have other siblings we haven't heard about yet? And yeah. they just freaking died at age five. You know, it, it, it leads to this whole other thing. It's like the best mm-hmm. Star Wars films where they're able to tell you the right thing that doesn't tell you a whole story but lets you imagine mm-hmm. the greater universe out there. This This movie did that repeatedly. Just... Even even with the Ravagers, uh, the mm-hmm. other factions of Ravagers, we didn't have that at all set up in the first movie. It doesn't matter. All you had to do was see how Yondu suddenly had shame mm-hmm. and oh, tried all right and tried to talk to Starhawk, and that that he was even had that line of like, "You think this brings me pleasure? Like yeah. you disappointed yeah. me." That alone, you don't have to know the details. You don't have to know how long did they serve together. Yeah. No. You just have to see Yondu's in pain. 
and ashamed, not mm-hmm. embarrassed, but ashamed, ashamed of like my my brothers in arms, my comrades and sisters in arms. I I disappointed them yeah. like that alone. Well, and, yeah, and then in, a, in, with, in, in like two minutes, gave much more of his character. Along with that is that the rest of his crew. This wasn't a new thing for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this was like no, this was established. We're still running with him, but we already know that we're outcasts for yeah. everything else. So yeah. then that sets up a thing where you have that high status, low status between Stallone and uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say Stallone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stakar, Starhawk. Stak- yes, Stakar. Stakar. Uh, yeah, I need to stop calling uh, actors by the yeah. Okay, so um, Stakar and uh, and Yondu. Yeah. Um, I that was actually one of my favorite things about the film was that whole Ravager's background and how because in the in the comics it became a little confusing and a little clunky as fun as it was for there to be a second Guardians team from an alternate future that was then bleeding into our past which are present right you know like yeah. so there's a second Guardians team but it's from the future which makes them the second Guardian team but they were actually it was like that whole confusing thing so James Gunn was like now they're the Ravagers yeah I mean and like they, I- they preceded the Guardians and Maybe maybe at some point in their lifetime they actually did guard the universe yeah. while, while yeah. they were thieving. Sort of very similar to what the Guardians do. It's like, hey, well, you we're know mercenaries. You if know? you guard like, the universe, you can steal, you can from, steal it from it a little, little bit. bit. Uh, also, you know? I mean, that, that's the thing. Like this, this movie gave such a great sense of history all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you really felt like I mean, the first movie gave you a sense of it with the talk of the, the Infinity Stone's origin and showing us the Celestials. But this really, really like helped feel more of the universe and and how much stuff is out there, mm-hmm. and and that all of these characters have had histories beyond what we've seen, and and you're absolutely right. Like it's it's great to see that he just, you know, took his own simplified version of the original Guardians and threw it in there. The fact that we got to see like Charlie Twenty Seven and Martin X, like characters who I never thought yeah. I would see a live action version of. It's like never was I going to see Starhawk. In not, a movie. Not only that, Starhawk played by Rocky. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Never, never was that going to happen. Never ever was and then, it, yeah. and, and like I said also, this has been, a, what the best adaptations do is they come up with an idea that's good enough to go back into the comics. Mm-hmm. X-Men, when they, when that movie gave a much more impressive version of Cerebro than we'd ever seen in the comics, mm-hmm. that version wound up back in the comics. Mm-hmm. The radio show introduced Kryptonite, that became part of Superman's comics. Mm-hmm. Here... Uh, the first movie gave us that much more interesting version of Nebula. That is now the version mm-hmm. of Nebula in Marvel Comics. Now yep. she is Thanos' adopted daughter mm-hmm. who fought with Gamora regularly. And, and they used to like try to kill each other in different ways. And it was, it's, it's so great to see how that uh, give and take comes back. And yeah, everyone had a great character arc here. I, I think the the first hour could I'm, have been cutting down a little bit. I'm going to disagree with you on sure. that one. Um, I, I was not impressed with Gamora's character arc okay. um, for this movie. Uh, it just seemed like she was uh, she she was there to support other people. I didn't feel like there was I can a, agree with a, that. a big... Yeah, it just I agree. there wasn't there wasn't a lot of growth in her. It's like she was completely blindsided by yeah. um, Nebula being like, I just wanted a sister. And it just... You know, I can understand that, but it's like she was like a prop-up point for Nebula. She was a prop-up yeah. point for Star-Lord yeah. to be like, oh, this unspoken You're thing. Right. So I'm, I w- I'm not impressed with her character I development. I would for this say, movie. though, that she she started off the film hating her sister, just wanting to take her back to Xandar, and she ended the film giving her a hug and looking for reconciliation. So yeah. the, I will say they could have done more with it, and it was a bit more subtle in its uh, approach. It, there was a bit of an arc. It just wasn't as blown out as everyone I, else. Honestly, I, I've got to go with her. I've, I've got to say that there wasn't really an arc what she she was there to support. Because also, you know, we we get 
went that there is this unspoken thing going on, we can get on Quill's end why it's unspoken or why he's uncomfortable about it. That yeah. perhaps like half of this movie is about his daddy issues and yeah. his family mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and so, his intimacy issues. Yeah. So, so like, why is it unspoken for her? Right, exactly. We don't I get why know. it's unspoken for her. Is is she? Does she have intimacy issues uh, as well? Yeah. Has she never had a lover because she was just a weapon for a long time and she doesn't know how Which to deal with this? Which would be cool. be interesting yeah. to know. Is she, or is she just, you know, this is not romantic for me. This is kinship. You know, it could yeah. even be like she's not interested in sex at all. She could be ace. She could be gay. And we don't know. And you're yeah. absolutely right. We don't know that. Um, I am glad that at least her character was consistent here. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first movie, I didn't feel there was, was consistency. A, was well, because depending on what scene, she's either innocent or she's a hardened weapon, or she's an amazing fighter, or she's a fighter who needs three people to help her out. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it was not consistent here. I had a consistent uh, Gamora. Uh, but you're right. She didn't mm-hmm. have the same arc that Nebula or Quill had, or even Rocket had. You're right. Yeah, yeah. it just it just seemed like, a, well, she was, you know, she was there. You know, mm-hmm. she was there. Mm-hmm. She was a part of everything. She was here. I mean, think about it. With Drax, you get all of that emotion, and you get that through Mantis. You find out who Mantis is just from her relationship with Drax and how she interacts with everybody. And then it's just, Mantis is just kind of scared of Gamora. I feel like yeah. the first film focused on Gamora and Star-Lord, so this film allowed them to take a back seat for a lot. If you actually look at the film, Star-Lord's not, he's with his dad a lot so you get time to invest in Drax and Rocket and all that stuff so the reason I felt like that worked for me was because one I knew she was pregnant so she probably couldn't film a lot but two uh, I, I imagine that the world building from the first one carried over for me where I knew she was strong and she knew she had these character choices that were already made and she already had done enough that I didn't feel like they needed to focus so much time on her because they made the, my whole thing about family is they made the whole team feel like a team it couldn't have been a three-hour movie, so I, I didn't mind personally that. I, I totally see your argument, but for me, the first movie set her up enough that I didn't need it. Uh, it's not fair to isolate the two movies. See, uh, I, no, no, I, I think, I, I hear what you're saying on that. Like, But again, like for me, I didn't feel like she had as much development in the first film because it was it was more about Star-Lord reacting to yeah. her than... Because I, I still don't know in the first film why she left Thanos. Okay, cause like, like what, how long she'd been thinking of leaving when yeah. she decided. Yeah. So you can you see know. from like my point of view, yeah, it's yeah, like totally, I, yeah. I relate more to Gamora mm-hmm. than I do with anybody else. And I felt like I didn't really get to oh, yeah. see her. Gotcha. I, and I haven't gotten to see her. Yeah. And that's like, it feels unfair. It's like, I, I just, I want to see her. I want no. more. I want her. I just give me yeah. some lines or something that, you know, puts her here for me. And mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. I think you, you could have fixed that if you had one, like, if you took 30 seconds away from the Sovereign at one point and mm-hmm. just gave Gamora two extra lines at the mm-hmm. beginning and the end about any personal feeling she has, whether it's towards uh, her sister or her childhood or, or mm-hmm. Peter Quill, like, you can tell a lot with one or two sentences. Yeah. yeah. If if, yeah. if you have a decent actor and you have music in the background, yeah. frankly. Or half so. a sentence and just a pause and a trail off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, you could have taken 30 or you could have, t- could have taken a minute out of the final fight and given her a little bit more story. Yeah, for me, her realizing her flaws worked for me. For me, her realizing that she hadn't been the sister theater like what she thought she was and that she hadn't been like this ultimate righteous. Like I saw her righteousness fall out of her. I think she always thought she was right until her sister showed that she hadn't been right. Mm-hmm. And that was the arc for me was that her seeing the fallibility in her ways. And that to me was stronger than any uh, amount of dialogue was just her acting opposite someone who felt so much pain. Because Nebula, like we said, was one of the strongest parts of the film. Nebula's pain Fantastic. was yeah. so telling for Gamora's arc. So for me, the balance, the yin and yang totally 
worked. Um, but before I tangent, I think the pirate world building in this film was some of the strongest Marvels ever had. I think the world building here with the, some of the dialogue, so like good. the wow. ninety nine factions line, like yeah. and the casting of the uh, the actor with the Glasgow smile uh, as the pirate, the the guy yeah. that, that that actor's yeah. incredible. It made it feel more like a pirate ship, and that yeah. was so much fun to see, like these outlaws versus these pirates. And I always have the struggle of like seeing a pirate ship in space, like when you have these sci fi things. I'm always <laughs> like ship, right? Right. This felt like a bunch of freaking pirates in space, yes. especially when you see how they sleep. Right. And, like, yeah. and like, <laughs> them like walking the plank yeah. into space. That was yeah. so cool. Oh, there were so many fun moments and like that it montage with Groot and also love they didn't lean into Baby Groot as much as I feared they would. When Disney announced yeah. Baby Groot, I was like, oh no, we're going to have two hours. The opening scene, I was like, if this is two hours of them just being like, look how cute. And they didn't. They, they used didn't. him yeah. when yeah. they needed to yeah. and he yeah. was perfect and adorable. That, that toe. Face. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's so oh, that toe. Baby Groot yeah. shows up with the oh. toe. I, I really love there is a great way to play with things where you when you know not to explain certain things yes. in the story. Yeah. Yes. It's so much funnier not to. Like, yeah. The fact that Rocket and Yondu are just like, we're just not going to talk just, about this. Not ever, ever, ever again. So, ever uh, again. along with the line of a Mary Poppins, y'all, the <laughs> other the other best line of the entire movie for me was, ha ha ha, I have famously huge toes. <laughs> yeah. So many one-liners were good. Yeah. Great one-liners, yeah. Drax, Killed Drax it. killed it. Yeah, Drax and Mantis like oh my god, practically yeah. stole Mantis. the show. The one Poor thing, Mantis. the one thing like, I didn't get, like I was, I was absolutely fine with all of all of Drax's stuff. But again, like with what we've established about his personality, mm. uh, I felt like they just like with the horror line, the first movie, they they sort of forgot his personality just for the sake of a joke. When he's when yeah. Mantis wakes him up, mm-hmm. he's like, "No, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting sex from you or something." I'm just like. There's honestly been nothing to give you that indication. Like well, that and and I, again if you're supposed to be very literal minded, I don't yeah. see how you drew this. If you were Peter Quill, I could see Peter Quill going like, "Look, Mantis, I'm not into you, but thank you." Like for Drax, yeah, but was, he's, he's spent a few months with them now. Right. So I think uh, in Drax's he's not a dummy. You know, no, he's, he's just, just normal minded. I, I think he's trying to. It, it was it such out. a weird assumption on his part that it I, actually like took me out. Not like I was yeah. even offended. I was just like, this is just weird. I feel okay. like I, I feel like that. his um he's just narcissistic enough that he believes that she is coming onto her. Like it's not a literal it's not necessarily a literal thing. I think it's a narcissism thing where he's like, I am the best fighter on this team, and it would make sense for a female to want to like enjoy sex with me. You know, I that's what I d- got out of it. So even that almost feels like too too limited to me for like a, sure. a space right. green man. Like and again, like it's 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 it, it going could have like, been more honest. Like um, if he saw her as a little sister and be like, you you constantly vex me. Uh, I need my own time alone. Yeah, Not something now. like that. Yeah, it yeah. just it seemed like just we're we're pushing this for the sake of someone thought this joke was funny. And, yeah, and so the explanation just, of Drax yeah. not wearing a shirt because of his sensitive nipples was one of the best, <laughs> that yeah. was funniest explanations of a yeah. wardrobe choice I've ever seen in that my life. That was genius, and it works. And it, it completely works. works. So well. It's worth noting I'm the last official image of this movie is of a completely 100% CGI raccoon crying, and I was yeah. weeping. I just yeah. like I I just yeah. the amount of like credibility this universe has built that the MCU has there was a raccoon crying at me and I lost my shit like I couldn't yeah. this yeah. movie was beautiful yeah it really in was in so many ways yeah. well and let's all the easter eggs let's talk speaking so, of and the watchers yeah, oh, the let, watchers. Well, Stanley's best cameo <laughs> of all time Stanley. yeah Stanley's best cameo but, but go ahead like, no yeah. I was gonna say let's okay. talk about the end credits yeah. We, yeah we need to start wrapping it up let's talk about the end credits <laughs> Starting with Kraglin with the Yondu arrow, do we think he's going to be the new Yondu? Do we think he'll be in Infinity War? 
Is it going to end up in Guardians 3 that he has the arrow and he's still trying to learn how to use it? I think it was just for fun. I think he's the quiet MVP of the film. I'd argue Sean Gunn was like some of the most heart in this movie. The scene of him cheering. That moment when they zoom in on Sean Gunn and he cheers. cheers. I literally, that's what broke me. It was the shot with the shovel and Logan. Like I'd been like, I got this, I got this. And then Sean Gunn, I was like, oh no! (laughs) Emotions! Couldn't hang. So I think Sean Gunn's done what he needed to do. I want him in the next one, but I don't know if that'll, it's funny and it might not work. Yeah, I don't think it's needed. But thank I appreciated you, Sean Gunn. it Jesus. because then it's like, you know, legacy. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like Yondu's Yondu's teachings will eventually come to fruition mm-hmm. and move on. The new but I don't Yondu. think it's I don't I don't think it's necessary. I, I'd almost prefer it not to because mm-hmm. Yondu was so awesome. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm okay without, but I appreciate it that little it sure. is. And then like, yeah, Drax would be the one to take the arrow. I want Sean Gunn in, in yeah. the next film. I just don't oh, yeah. want them to yeah. disrespect the Yondu legacy if they sure. make it just comedy. If it, yeah. if it's like a, like a legacy, then it's also, the same thing. And that's another thing about what the movie, in the first movie, I thought did a great job of. Because Yondu in the comics was kind of a racist stereotype. Mm-hmm. He was just meant to be like wise Native American with a bow, except mm-hmm. we made him blue. And he was and, from Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Right, right, right. But like everything about him was coded Native American. Mm-hmm. And like he, you could have called him, called him Tonto. It mm-hmm. like it was ridiculous, and the fact that they just made him such a different character, where there's no racial stereotypes around him, and he's just this fun kind of rednecky pirate is like, you know what, awesome. And he collected little figurines, and he collected troll mm-hmm. dolls for Aww. some. Yeah. Michael Rooker did Michael some Rooker like such it. incredible work. He really killed it on this one. All right, let's uh, Stanley and the Watchers. That really was the best, <laughs> the best cameo. <laughs> that and coming did so anyone happy. absolutely not I've been uh, saying it for years, of, but I thought I was lying and a lot of people <laughs> have been saying like wait does that mean that Fantastic Four belongs to no Marvel all that stuff no Clar- clarification uh, you'll notice there were three watchers in that shot and not just one had Marvel used one the implication would have been well that's Uatu that's the watcher Uatu. the fact that they used three is oh well, this is a race of watchers, oh, and right. we are allowed to use the race. We are not right. allowed to use Uatu. So right. it's right. like they're they're allowed to use the scrolls. They can't use uh, Paybok, the yeah. power scroll. They can't use uh, Kolart, the super yeah. scroll. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, teenage Groot. <laughs> so weird. Teenage Groot was like, genius. I am so, so weird. Good. Good. Genius. Oh, the leaves everywhere. These, these vines everywhere. And he was playing a game the exact same as Star Lord was, was in the beginning. And it was so yeah. funny how that tied into the father theme. I mm-hmm. like they did. They mm-hmm. literally said it at the end, but also sure. just the implication that like you know father passing the torch, and now yeah. he's like dealing with teenage. Like I loved that yeah. so much. Yeah. And, and who like, doesn't want to like read that story or see that animated feature of like yeah. teenage Groot? Well, and <laughs> yeah. like, the, 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 the vocalization was like it was. <laughs> I am Groot. You could hear the whatever yeah. dad. Yeah, you could totally hear the lilt in his voice. It was I want to see best. Vin Diesel just sassy Groot in somewhere. Like, yeah. that, like that voiceover track that caused yeah. that. I am Groot. Uh, Alright, so uh, we need to start wrapping soon. Mm-hmm. I do want to touch on the original Guardians of the Ravagers. We had Charlie 27 played yeah. by Bing Rames. Martin X was Michael Rosenbaum. Yep. Aletta, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stakar Ogord, uh, Stallone. Yeah. Then we had Miley Frame, played by Miley Cyrus. That was the little, the head robot. And uh, the comics, that is the disembodied uh, uh, intelligence of the vision in the future, a thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. And they typically, like, he would kind of float around. And he was a, an entire planet's operating system. <laughs> uh, and then we also had Krugar. And you'll notice that Krugar did, like, some mm-hmm. sorcery. Mm-hmm. Krugar 
becomes the Sorcerer Supreme in the ah. 23rd century, I want to say. And right. Doctor Strange is his ancient one. That's pretty cool. Very nice. So he's awesome. a space wizard. The deepest of awesome. cut geek references. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. at the in end, fact, just like... Which is why you probably oh, freaked oh, out. I, I lost it. I was like, wait, are they for real doing Krugard, the Sorcerer Supreme from the 23rd <laughs> century? Uh, because he's mostly a Doctor Strange character. He's only mm. appeared in like two or three oh, Guardians okay. comics. Uh, so we got that. I think that we're probably going to see a lot more of them in Guardians 3. Yeah. And I think, I'm hoping that we'll get a spinoff. Like okay. a Galactic Guardians, because that's what they ended up calling themselves in the mid-90s. So we'll have the Guardians okay. of the Galaxy, and then these guys will be like, you do know Galactic Guardians is way easier to say. <laughs> and then they'll spin off and do their own thing. Do you think they'll team up and take down Adam Warlock? I so that's the last that's the last one I wanted to bring up is Adam okay. Warlock. Adam Warlock's origin, he's created by the Enclave on Earth to help the Enclave take over the Earth. However, he's created to be a perfect human being and part of that, a genetically perfect human and part of that is perfect morality. So once he realizes the nefarious means that the Enclave has created him for, he turns against his creators and defeats them. I think the same thing will happen here. Aisha's like Adam Warlock or Adam I want you to go destroy the Guardians he's like have they slighted us yes they have he'll fly off to destroy them there'll be a big fight and then he'll be like you guys are actually pretty wonderful people and you saved the galaxy it's like what did you use those batteries for I'm now on your team like and then he'll turn (laughs) against her I think that's what's gonna happen I want and I would love and you have to see the right movie for this casting to make sense if you watch Man from Uncle I think Army Hammer as Adam Warlock would be so good and if Brad Pitt still wants in the Marvel, then yeah. Brad Pitt would be great, too. Okay. Mm, I don't know. And if I'm Idris Elba wasn't already Heimdall, I'd want Idris Elba. But I just want Brad Pitt, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the Merry Marvelites. I think I'd go for Louis Tan, actually. Ooh, yes. Oh, God, he would oh, be God, good. Oh, God, he was my Iron Fist. He would be All good. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Merry Marvelites. Take it, Mark. Yeah. Shout outs. Blazing Boxer at Blue Paper Box G at One Swole underscore Hispanic. Jocelyn at Bad Wolf. Uh, Bay 10. Stacey Holmes at Irmakova Stasja. Deanne Maz... Majub? Majub? I'm sorry. At number one cookie lady. Uh, Max Russell at Max Russell 66. I'm broken. Alan at Juice22. Uh, Ryan Street at R Street 1984. And Tim Chapman at Chem underscore Tapman. Nice. Low Rosario at Low Rosario. And Kim M plays Chem at Kimberly and Mutz. Uh, so, yeah, we were just talking about um, Adam Warlock. Question from Jonathan Peck at JPEC1098. Uh, Who should play Adam Warlock for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or Infinity War? My choice would be John Kerensky. Well, I like him. Yeah, I like John a, Krasinski. He's a, nice a pretty, he's a pretty perfect pretty human. Mm-hmm. It was almost Captain America. Uh, help me out here. I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on the name. Who is in Baywatch opposite of uh, Zach the Efron? Rock? Zach Efron, I think, would be <laughs> an amazing Adam Warlock. I mean, I say Zach Efron for everything, uh, uh, and I hate myself for saying yeah, that. Yeah, you do. But, I see it in your eyes. But he is a, he's, He's a genetically Harry Styles. He is a genetically perfect. <laughs> he's also very specimen a, of a man. Like, he's also got great comedic time. He's a he really does, good actor. Like, he's and, a, yeah, like, like, he actually is. is. I enjoyed Neighbors too. He's funny. I think. It was fun. I think Warlock will probably be a somewhat like humorously innocent. He, he needs to. Character. Or it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, like yeah. he's. That's why he's I like said Vision. Army Hammer. He was born yesterday. In Man yeah. from yeah. Uncle, Army Hammer plays that. And a lot of people think he's boring, but it's a very specific type of role that I think would lend itself to Adam Warlock. Sure. All right. Keep going. Okay. uh, Coco D. Loco at Coco number five. uh, At Matt Key, after seeing your Twin Peaks segment, I request for you to do that dance on Marvel Uh -uh. Movie News Uh -uh. 2. We all (laughs) request that dance. It's just (laughs) this. See, that looks more painful than the Zac Efron suggestion. (laughs) 
Uh, I did that for Screen Junkies last week where we talked about Twin Peaks and I uh, mm-hmm. I danced for Joe Star. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that, Coco. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Coco. Okay. Um, so yeah, remember last week we were talking about if you wanted to have a Marvel, it was a Marvel Core? We gotta Marvel wrap Core. it up. Yeah, it's a, Marvel, yeah. If it's a Marvel Core box. Go ahead and say that real quick. So um, we are going to extend it for one more week. Uh, because so, last week was such a spoiler-heavy show. Yeah. Last week was such a spoiler-heavy show. So, uh, yeah, but some of the fan art that we've received so far, so that you know, uh, right here we have, uh, uh, do we have the, the fan art up, Ronnie? Uh, give me one second. Which, which, which one are you referring to? Uh, we have four, four fan art. Uh, uh, Ali got you all those pictures. If we can't I got a couple shout-outs, too, uh, yes, from Marvel Life. I'll do those while those are getting pulled up. So uh, on Instagram, guys, I discovered an entire folder of you guys being amazing, so I want to quickly shout-out Wildebeest360, Rick Chavez, who I ran into at the movies this week, uh, 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 and then, of course, Max Russell, who is 16th birthday today. Hey, happy birthday. So, also a happy birthday from us to you. Howley, Matthew Marcon, XRaul3X, and RyeBread84. You guys have been amazing, and I'm sorry this took as long as it did. Shoutouts, thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Yes, uh, and we have some yes. poems from people. Uh, Roses are red, Yondu is blue. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Is he cool? Oh, that's awesome. That's from um, Tweety, please, at not Tweety. Uh, yeah, so you're still in the running for that box. Uh, and then this one is from uh, Rez4487, right J at Lefty Twilight. Matt, Marquia, Coy, filling my Tuesdays with joy. Marvel Movie News. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so, yes, so... Uh, can you describe this one, Koi? This first one that we have? So this uh, first piece of... I can't read it because it is... Uh, I did not get this one. I'm not sure. Is that the Matt Q? Who is this? Uh, I don't... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, can, this can one... Can up it... a little? This one I haven't is seen. This, this is, is this one of ours, Ronnie? Oh, this is amazing. I've removed this is nice. from the show. Time for you three to go to... Di- oh, this is Leo. <laughs> Disney Movie News. <laughs> oh, Leo fan art. Leo, oh, Leo sent so us good. This. Yeah, Leo's so, a good artist. Yeah, Leo. Leo was on the show last week, so that's great that he sent some fan art. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, he replaced him. Okay, great. So, uh, do you have the next one? Uh, okay, so one. Uh, yeah, this one is this is from Cole underscore uh, Canaletti. Uh, sorry if I mis- mispronounced that. The Earth's mightiest heroes have fallen to those. Wait, no, wait, that that's not that one. <laughs> Oh, wait, so Cole did the last one and this one, I believe. Cole, yeah. Cole did the one of Leo and then of us separately. So that was Leo from Cole. This is Cole doing the three of us in the show. Uh, it is a musical, beautiful interpretation of Matt. And I love that Matt is dressed as Matt under the cloak yeah. so much. That yes. is such yeah. a great He's Doctor Strange. That's a good nod. Um, and it has uh, Koi as Deadpool holding Spidey Cat. Uh, and it has me as Black Panther, y'all. Nice. I'm Black it's Panther. It's perfect. And I say, but he's my son all the time, Cole, so thank you. Good call. <laughs> Okay, do you have the next one, Ronnie? Okay, this is from uh, Jay Washington at Mr. Jay Washington. He oh, says, wow. I finished Jay. up with the coloring on my uh, Rocket Raccoon. Jay, hey, that's what amazing. do you think? Yeah, this I is think it's great, amazing, right? Jay. Yeah, Jay's like a stand up, a wrestler, you know, been on uh, Screen Junkies News with yeah, him a Jay's couple great. of times. That's a great one. Okay, and then we have our last one from Sky Patterson. Uh, that's, the one, the that's, one, that's no. about all we see oh, right now, guys. Okay. Great. Okay, well, I mean, well, we need to wrap it up anyway. We'll okay, show, but Sky, we'll show Sky, Patterson, amazing. We'll, we'll Sky Patterson's week. one was uh, of the three of us, plus... Um, Doom and Matt Cook. Plus yeah. Doom and Matt Cook. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So we'll that's show you awesome. that one next week. It's right, real great. rad. All right, well, we got to wrap. That's uh, been a very long show. Uh, thank you for <laughs> sitting with us. Alan, thank you for joining us so much. Yeah, I've also I've got a signing uh, this Saturday if you're at the Barnes Noble and Grossmont 
at 2 p.m. for a couple hours with other authors for Doctor Who Psychology, Wonder Woman Psychology, Captain America vs. Iron Man Psychology, Star Wars Psychology, and other books. Great. Nice. Uh, you can find me at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-U on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm trying a bunch of new stuff out, and you guys have been very, very receptive, and thank you Great. for the feedback. Marquee? Uh, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Marquee McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, uh, and yeah, Snapchat is Darth Thinmints, Darth is Invader, Thinmints as in Girl Scout cookies. Great, and I'll be on Screen Junkies News uh, on Thursday, Friday, and you'll see me on uh, Wednesday Club tomorrow on Geek and Sundry. All right, bye, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.